0: Please be aware, the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and in some cases, even offensive. Listener discretion is therefore advised. Welcome, heathens! Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I am your host, Nicole Delacroix. And together, we will be investigating stories about the things that go bump in the night. Frighteningly imagined creatures, supernatural beings, and even some unsolved mysteries. But I promise all sorts of weirdness. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, and prepare to be transported to today's Dark Enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, well... Since we're probably all a little holiday hungover, today's episode is going to be a quickie, but I hope you all enjoy it, because I really do enjoy this story. So, with that said, we will still be playing our drinking game, and as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and have nowhere else to go tonight. The choice of libation, as always, my darlings, is yours. So choose your poison accordingly. All right, now for the game part. How about every time I say, Odin, that will be a single shot. And every time I say, Mimir, that will be a double shot. I know you guys are going, Vikings, Vikings, Vikings. Yes, it's Vikings. Vikings. (laughs) Alright, now that we have the business end out of the way, we can jump headfirst into today's Dark Enigma. So, don your best woolen pants and thick tunic and your best Vixo helmet. Yes, that's what the helmet with the horns is called. It's called a Vixo helmet. As we dive deep into today's offering of the story of Mimir's Well or How Odin Sacrificed His Eye for Wisdom. I'm just saying, hasn't anybody ever wondered why the hell does Odin only have one eye? Well, after today, you're going to be able to tell all your friends and family, you know why Odin only has one eye. That's right. Here we go. I'm a little bit excited today, can you tell? (laughs) Once, when the world was still very young, Odin sat on his throne in the most beautiful palace in Asgard. His throne was so high that he could see over all three parts of the world from where he sat. On his head he wore a helmet shaped like an eagle. On his shoulders perched two black ravens called Memory and Thought, and at his feet crouched two snarling wolves. The great king gazed thoughtfully down on the earth below him. He had made the green land that stretched out before his eyes. With the help of the other gods, he had made men and women who lived on that earth. And he felt truly like the All-Father he was called. The fair elves had promised they would help his children of the earth. The elves were the tiny people who lived between heaven and earth. They were so small that they could flit about doing their work unseen. Odin knew that they were the artists who painted the flowers and made the beds for the streams. They took care of all the bees and the butterflies. And it was the elves who brought the gentle rain and sunshine to the earth. Even the dwarfs, who lived in the heart of the mountains, agreed to help. They forged iron and metals, made tools and weapons. They dug gold and silver and beautiful jewels out of the earth. Sometimes they even cut the grain and ground the flour for the farmers on the earth. All seemed to be going well. Odin found it hard to think of evil times, but he knew that the frost giants were only waiting for a chance to bring trouble to his children. They were the ones who brought cold and ice to the world and shook the earth in anger. They hated Odin and all the work of the gods and from high on his throne, Odin looked down beyond the earth, deep into the gloomy land of his enemies. He saw dark figures of huge men moving about. They looked like evil shadows. He, the king of the gods, must have more wisdom. It was not enough just to see his enemies. He must know more about them. So Odin wrapped his tall figure in a blue cloak Down from his throne he climbed. Down the broad rainbow bridge he strode and across the green earth till he came to one of the roots of the great evergreen tree. There, close by the tree, was a well full of clear water. Its surface was so still, it was like a mirror. In it, one could see pictures of things that had happened and things that were going to happen. But beside the well sat an old man. His face was lined with the troubles of the world. His name was Mimir, which means memory. No one, not even the great Odin, could see the pictures in the well unless he first drank some of its water, and only Mimir could give the magic drink. "Aged Mimir,' Odin said to the old man." You who hold the knowledge of the past and future in your magic waters, let me have but one sip, then I can know enough to protect the men and women of the earth from the hate of the giants. Mimir looked kindly at Odin, but he did not smile. Although he spoke softly, his voice was so deep, it reminded Odin of the distant roar of the ocean. THE PRICE OF ONE DRINK FROM THIS WELL IS NOT CHEAP, MIMIR SAID, AND ONCE YOU HAVE DRUNK AND GAZED INTO THE MIRROR OF LIFE, YOU MAY WISH YOU HAD NOT, FOR SORROW AND DEATH AS WELL AS JOY ARE PICTURED THERE. THINK AGAIN BEFORE YOU ASK TO DRINK. BUT ONCE THE KING OF THE GODS HAD MADE UP HIS MIND, NOTHING WOULD CHANGE IT. He WAS NOT AFRAID TO LOOK UPON SORROW AND DEATH. "'What is your price, aged Mimir?' Odin asked. "'You are great and good, Odin,' answered Mimir. "'You have worked hard to make the world. "'Only those who know hard work may drink from my well. "'However, that is not enough. "'What have you given up that is very dear to you? "'What have you sacrificed? "'The price of a drink must be a great sacrifice. "'Are you willing to pay the price?' What could the king of the gods sacrifice? What was most dear to him? Odin thought of his handsome son, Baldr, whom he loved most in this world. To give up his son would be like giving up life and all that was wonderful around him. Odin stood silent before Mimir. Indeed, that would be a high price. Too high. Then Mimir spoke again. He had read Odin's thoughts. No, I'm not asking for your dear son. The fates say his life must be short, but he has time yet to live and bring happiness to the gods and the world. I ask for one of your eyes. Odin put his hands up to his bright blue eyes. Those two eyes had gazed across the world from his high throne in the shining city of the gods. His eyes had taught him what was good and beautiful, what was evil and ugly, but those eyes had also seen his children, the men and women of the earth, struggling against the hate of the giants. One eye was a small sacrifice to win knowledge of how to help them. And without another thought, Odin plucked out one of his beautiful blue eyes and handed it to Mimir. Then Mimir smiled and gave Odin a horn full of the waters of his well. Drink deeply, brave king, so you may see all that you wish in the mirror of life. Odin lifted the horn to his lips and drank. Then he knelt by the edge of the well and watched the pictures passing across its still and silent surface. When he stood up again, he sighed, for it was as Mimir had said. He had seen sorrow and death as well as joy. It was only the glorious promise at the end that gave him courage to go on. So it was said, Odin, the great king of the gods, became one-eyed. If you can find Mimir's well, you will see Odin's blue eye resting on the bottom. It is there to remind men and women of the great sacrifice he made for them. And on that note, we've come to the end of our episode. I thought it was fitting that we talk about a great sacrifice near Memorial Day, where many men and women have sacrificed for our freedoms. I hope you enjoyed the story. I thank you for joining me here today on Renegade Talk Radio, and I hope you'll take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts about today's episode. You can always reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a suggestion for a future show, you want to share your thoughts about today's episode, you're bored and you need somebody to chat with, drop me a line because I do reply to every single email. And on that note, that's all the time I have for you this evening. I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And you guessed it, don't forget to tune in next time. See you, my heathens. I love you. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.